Hello, welcome back to another discussion with me, Devin, of Inner Spark, your resource for coming back home to yourself and aligning with nature's wisdom. And today we're getting into a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and my own life experiences. And I know is something that comes up quite frequently in my clients as well. And that is body love, body image, body shame, um, all of that stuff. So we're getting into body love and why that can be so hard to do and hard to create, what it means to be embodied and why that actually matters, the antidotes to body shame, I'll share some of them, and also just how to create a more loving relationship with your body, which really translates to a more loving relationship with yourself and with others also. It's all connected, all connected. So let's let's go there. We're going there today. Take a little sip of my tea. Join me if you have some. Okay. So I want to start this by kind of setting the foundation all right, by maybe a radical way of thinking for some of you, but just go with me, all right? Your body is truly miraculous and sacred, period. And so I want you to kind of notice what just happened when you heard me say that. Was there like a part of you that was kind of cynical, maybe rolled your eyes a bit? Was there a part of you that was like, uh, maybe your body, but like not mine, that's not for me. Was there a part of you that was maybe like, hell yeah, preach it. You know, maybe like some, all of the above, right? Like we have such a, a cast of, of characters within us that always likes to chime in at different times. So just kind of notice what, what comes up for you as you hear me say this truth, like absolute truth, that your body is miraculous and sacred, period, period, end of story, done. Your body is this temporary home, this little house that you get to live in during your time on earth. It's, it's like you're, um, you know, you're renting a condo for your earth stay and it is this vessel that you get to wear that is uniquely composed of all of the things that you need to have a life here on earth right like you can breathe the air and drink the water and and live here and thrive here because of your body it's it's a miniature earth that is made for earth life and it's been gifted to you for this time that you get to live here on earth in this lifetime and like i said a little bit ago you know few of us actually truly feel that way about our bodies. Few of us were ever actually taught that, anything remotely close to that. And if we ever heard anything like that, it was like a joke, it was sarcastic, it was condescending of of that kind of a very holistic or more spiritual view. We weren't really truly taught that and had it ingrained into us. So how do we feel about our bodies then? We feel frustration, we feel shame and embarrassment and annoyance. We feel disconnected, unwell, stuck, and, and just generally uncomfortable 
and our bodies. And I know I have definitely, definitely been there. All of that and more have I felt while being in this this body. We've been through quite a journey together um, during my relatively, you know, short to, to medium time here on Earth. We've been through quite a lot. And I imagine you have been through a lot with yours as well and felt this entire spectrum of of emotions and different states of being from the stuck and the shame and the embarrassment and the frustration that has become more of our normal way of being in our bodies rather than being in our bodies as as a way of experiencing life as a way of experiencing joy and bliss and wholeness and love and connection our bodies have become more a source of of angst than of joy and you know some of us even even more than that we experience uh, dysmorphia where what we see in the mirror is not an accurate portrayal of how we actually look what 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 is actually happening in reality some of us have really truly dysfunctional relationships with our bodies and we use it as a way to um, sabotage or punish ourselves and that can look like excessive or inadequate food or movement um, even so far as, as, as self-harm in other ways or um, uh, things like, like addiction and um, alcohol and drugs and smoking all of these different ways that work to kind of suppress and stifle the different messages and sensations that we receive from our bodies because we don't want to hear them, right? We, we don't feel ready or equipped or, or uh, like it's okay to have those, those different sensations or emotions or experiences in our bodies that are wanting to come out. So our bodies end up becoming this source of, of really, truly just discomfort and shame. And so we kind of keep that, that going. Some of us are in uh, sort of like a codependent relationship with our bodies where we'll love them conditionally when they're acting right or looking right based on what we've deemed as acceptable, um, which is also fickle because what we've deemed as acceptable is likely to change. Have you ever experienced that? Like, oh, I, I love my body when, when I step on the scale and I see the number that I want to see. And then when I don't see that number, then all of a sudden I hate my body. So it's like, I'm in this, this kind of like, I'm okay when the external things are okay kind of relationship. And that's just, you know, just naming a handful. And I know that many of you, unfortunately, can, can relate to one or several of those scenarios that I've just named. I know I can relate to all of them. I'll just put it out there. I definitely have been through all of that. Yeah. So the truth is, despite all of this and despite popular culture's attempts at conditioning us and programming us into how we should feel about our bodies and how they should look, contrary to all of that, the truth is that your body is your only truest teacher. Period. It is your only truest teacher and we have all that we need contained within within these bodies. They're like old, all right? These bodies are 
old, old AF, old. The materials that make us, the, the memory that's inside of our cells goes back, I mean, to, to the beginning of life on this planet and beyond that. Because we're made of, of components that like don't just have their origins here on this planet. Like it's just mind blowing when we really get down to it and we really kind of broaden our perspective and begin to untangle the stories and the programming and just kind of start to look at what it is for what it is. Not the way that we've been designed and, and not, not designed, but, but programmed to, to think about what it is. But actually like just looking at what it is, it is fascinating and mind blowing. And when we can really come into that kind of a view and relationship with it, there's, there's no way that we can not love it and just be in awe of it. So why don't we, <laughs> why don't we see it that way? Why, why do these challenges exist? Why is it so freaking hard to just love our bodies and forget love to even just accept, you know, most of us, I was talking to a client recently, most of us, it's like we nothing our bodies, right? It's like, I don't, I don't love you. I don't hate you. I just like nothing you which is almost, you know, it's like worse than, than hating because hating still requires some type of like energy and um, opinion, yeah? To just kind of nothing something is like, I just, I just nothing. I got nothing you. So why, how, why are we here? How did we get here? And what causes these challenges? And you know, the causes are, are truly innumerable. There's so many. It's not your fault. This has been happening for so long, right? Like thousands of years of this kind of, of, of programming. And it, we can look at things like puritanical programming that says the body is sinful and shameful. We can look at the ways that an ideal body has changed repeatedly throughout time and place. I mean, depending on what era you were born in, right? It's like, maybe you'll have the perfect or ideal body. Depends on the time and place you were born, right? Like ancient Rome looks very different than like 90s North America ideal body, right? We had like voluptuous ancient Greeks and Romans and like heroin chic 90s. It, it's all subjective and it's all bullshit, <laughs> but it does contribute to, to how we are here. So we have the, like I said, like some puritanical programming that's like your body is shameful and sinful and wrong. The ideal body type is constantly changing depending on time and place. And, and we've also individually been shown and taught um, how to treat and, and, and reside in our bodies. And those ways that we've been shown and taught aren't natural. So a few weeks ago, I, I did a podcast on on uh, normal versus natural, and the ways that that we are living today that we've normalized are certainly not natural. They're not healthy and they're not natural. So that that definitely ties into how we are treating and living in our bodies. How we're just kind of doing the whole human thing. 
we we aren't doing it in a natural way even though we might be going about it in a normal way so those and more all contribute to to how we are here but as i like to share with my clients and and even in my own process sometimes the the why and the how isn't necessarily important and you may never fully figure it out so let's look at the what and the what is too many of us are in unhealthy relationships with our bodies and the way that we see our bodies and the way that we live in our bodies so the like why and the how and all that it's it's interesting to know and to kind of like uh you know especially if you're somebody like me that like really loves like research and history and context and all that it can be fascinating but it may might not necessarily be helpful so the what let's focus on the what the problem right we're here too many of us are experiencing that too many of us are unwell too many of us are experiencing physical dis-ease and symptoms and things that contribute to this really warped relationship and perception of our body and it also creates imbalances in the emotions and the mind and our connection with self and spirit and source and each other and it's just like all entangled and and we can do something about it so let's go there while we can't control the external narrative around us yeah like we can't control the the magazines we were shown when we were little or the movies or um you know things that that kids may have said to us when we were younger that that like really might still be in our heads the way they made fun of us um all these things we we can't necessarily control the external narrative but we can to a very very big degree control and manage our internal one so how we are are in relationship with ourselves and that that internal um story and you can reference uh, the episode before this one last week when I was talking about managing your energy. This ties in brilliantly because without that, you're going to kind of just keep being at the whims of, of life and these external factors that are pulling you to and fro and, and further away from your home and your center, which is within you metaphorically and also like literally in your body. So... <laughs> very important stuff we can manage that that internal landscape and we can address the things that are leading to our own body struggles and that right there is the biggest most radical act of self-love that any of us can take is to not continue to to turn away from and run from the things that that are causing us challenge but to turn around and face them head on and and be with these things and let them move and shift yeah mm. i'm drinking chamomile ginger in case you are curious it's really delicious highly recommend okay so what are some of the individual causes that are running this, this program and this continued challenge of, of acceptance and love and, and truly exquisite care and befriending of these bodies, these beautiful bodies? What's, what's causing this? 
So some causes of a dysfunctional relationship with food and body and self and self-image on, on an individual level. And I realize you might be like, Devin, didn't you just a few minutes ago say that like the what's and the how's don't, or the, the how and the why's don't matter, let's look at the what. Well, yes, I did. And some of these things I'm about to share lead you to the solution. So good catch and no. <laughs> so yeah, some of these things are on the individual level and things that, that we can be caught up in on a continued basis that we can break and that can lead us to more love and acceptance, which is where we're trying to go. So things like living in a way that is uh, very physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually ungrounding and scattered and anxious and creating a lot of high stress. And like, hello, that's almost every person on the planet right now, right? Like in 2022, like life on earth just keeps getting faster and more um, scattered and ungrounded. So we can do things to, to counter that. So minding your senses, like what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you smelling? Being mindful that your space and the things that you're consuming are as in alignment with you and as peaceful as as is possible. So when we're constantly consuming media, our nervous system, in any media, like if you're constantly listening to music all day long or watching a lot of TV, you know, it, it doesn't have to be something crazy, right? Like the things that we may um, initially think of, right? Like really violent movies or like heavy metal music. It doesn't even have to be that extreme. It could be lovely like Mozart all day long, but it's still just this sound that is that is continually kind of assaulting the senses. And so when we're consuming these things without a nice break, without um, periods of silence and stillness, the nervous system doesn't get a chance to, to relax and to respond and to digest all of the previous things that we have taken in. And this causes a lot of extra stress and anxiety in the system, which may not be all that bad if, if we were living in a more uh, still, simple time, but we're not. And so to kind of counter that, we need to take extra measure to really ensure that our system has that stillness and that silence so that we can come back to a more equilibrium place. Because from there, we're more connected to ourself we're more stable. We're not more super susceptible to the whims of, of life and of our mind that take us into that kind of dysfunctional thinking. So when we're more grounded and not as airy and scattered for any of my people that have studied Ayurveda, when Vata is very happy, a lot of those stories just begin to fall away. So keeping yourself nice and, and grounded and chill reducing stress as much as is possible. Other things that, that contribute to this are unprocessed emotions and life experiences. So things like early life trauma or, you know, really, really anything that is unprocessed and, and not been tended is going to continue living in the system and drawing energy away and creating... Um, some unfavorable coping mechanisms and, and reactions to things that, again, lead us to 
viewing the body as like an enemy and something I can control and I can take my frustrations out on and I can sabotage and I can punish and all of that. When we let those old things process and go away, there's more joy and more love and more peace. And we're not like looking to pick a fight and control something and, and take our frustrations out on our bodies. Additionally, living from the head and the intellect over the whole world that exists from your neck down will definitely take you away from the body and, and lead you into a more adversarial relationship with it. You have a whole world from here down, folks. Whole wide world that this will never understand. So begin to, to live from that place and to pay more attention to it. And we, we touched on this one a little bit ago, but allowing external cues to dictate your experience. So living from the outside in versus from the inside out. So allowing n external narratives or people or others' energies or inputs to dictate how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your body versus being fixed on your desired experience and your desired feeling and living from that place. So I just wanna, in closing, share a few ways that you can begin to put some of these things in practice because hearing about it and just talking about it and acknowledging it is a wonderful step, but the only way to shift it is to put some of these things into practice. So some ways that you can come into greater wholeness and joy and alignment with your physical body. Number one is to engage in some embodiment practices. And I've got resources on my website at innerspark.life that you can dive into some of these things. This can look like simply sitting with yourself and tracking emotions and sensations in the body. So just noticing when thoughts and emotions come up, where do you feel them in your body? That's simple. And it's truly profound. Another way is to focus on feeling versus appearance, and that goes back to living from the inside out rather than from the outside in. So focusing on how you want to feel. What do you most want to experience in your life? What are your top values and priorities? Many people can't answer that. So get really clear on what those are for you and then decide that that's all that matters and that's going to dictate your experience. Following those as your North Star and not letting anything else get in the way of anything. Additionally, begin to really study cause and effect in yourself. And there was a podcast episode a few ones ago all about cause and effect. And so just, just getting curious, like what leads you to feeling more challenged in your body? When you're feeling that, that triggered um, challenge come up, work it backwards. So track the course of events and the thoughts and the feelings that led to that and just get really clear about where they came from. So just noticing this cause and effect. Additionally, and this is so important, so important, do some emotional processing and shadow work. Those unresolved emotions and experiences will continue to live inside of you and cause challenge. And they'll do that until they are allowed to move. So letting them move, that, that energy is inside of you. It hasn't been allowed to just come to completion. 
be with these things and allow them to move and everything will shift dramatically. And lastly, care for your body, particularly your digestion. So important. It's so hard to feel at home and whole in our bodies when we feel unwell. Very hard. Your digestive system is paramount. It's the the home of your health, your vitality, your resiliency, your immunity, everything. So take care of it like it's your job because it's, it, it's like your most important one. So show up for it like it is your most important job. And, and truly, you know, what, we're, what we consume has, has a huge impact on us physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And when we begin to fuel up with real whole foods that, that truly honor our unique constitution, again, living from the inside out, not what an article said or some fad says or your friend says or whatever, but honoring what we truly need, so much changes. We feel so comfortable in our bodies and it becomes a lot easier to find that acceptance and then that love. So this is just a short list and the invitation is to listen for something that kind of piques your interest and follow your heart and maybe begin to work with that. Because again, and please hear me, the body is your source of life. It was never meant to be the source of anguish or shame or scrutiny or judgment or control. It was meant to be a source of life, of joy, of pleasure. And, you know, beginning to really shift your perception of your body. You come from a long, long, long line of bodies that made more bodies, that made more bodies, that made the bodies that then made you. And then those bodies are like still here because all of the the elements and the the compounds and the bits and the the cellular memory that they imparted into your cellular memory it's still here it's in your body it's also like in the earth and in the trees because like energy cannot be created nor destroyed so it's like it's all still here and it's just fascinating and fucking brilliantly awesome and when i personally start to think about it like that it makes it so hard for me to be in my small kind of um Mm, anguished place about tripping about some dimples on my ass or feeling like a failure because of whatever you know whatever those stories are and I, and they're they're real and they're painful I get it I freaking get it and they're not you they're not true not true so let's be with these things that are leading us to have these horrible, untrue uh, stories. Begin some of these practices, heal and shift some of these old things and get back to what is natural and how we were meant to be and how we were meant to live and experience this wonderful place in this miracle of life, in these phenomenal, glorious, homes and suits that we get to wear. So that's what I have for you today. Ah, so good. Your body is just wise, ancient, and all-knowing, and your primary teacher. Any answer you could ever need is inside of you, okay? And now I'm done. (laughs) Now she's done. So 
If you enjoyed hanging out with me today, I invite you to follow along, subscribe, and share with a friend who you think would benefit. We all struggle with this on some level. Like, you know somebody that that could definitely benefit from hearing this. And please reach out with any experiences or questions or insights. I'd love to hear from you. And sign up for my newsletter so we can stay in touch. Visit innerspark.life slash free dash stuff for loads of resources and podcasts and assessments and guided meditations to support you. And if you're ready to go deeper and want some additional support, sign yourself up for a session or come join us in the Inner Spark membership. And I will see you next time. Mwah.